Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in 1 Kings chapter 22. We're going to see the end of King Ahab's life. King Ahab's worst king that's ever served in Israel's northern or southern kingdom. He's the kingdom of the northern kingdom. His wife Jezebel and he have gone headlong into Baal worship and worshiping false gods, leading the people of Israel astray. He finally pulls a stunt in 1 Kings 21 that is kind of the deal that breaks the camel's back. He steals a vineyard from a guy and has the guy stoned. It's totally unjust. It's wrong. The guy's name is Naboth, and Naboth's vineyard is the desire of Ahab. Jezebel orchestrates a situation where where Naboth can be stoned and killed unjustly, and the vineyard can be stolen by Naboth. And finally, the Lord's done with him, and he says, In verse 19 of chapter 21, in the place where the dogs licked up the blood of Naboth, so shall dogs lick up your own blood. And this sets up a remarkable end to King Ahab. Before we get to that end, we need to go to chapter 22. And just a quick summary of chapter 22, the northern and southern kingdom, which have been at war with each other since Jeroboam and Rehoboam got off in in dividing the kingdom, they're going to fight together against the Syrians, against Ben-Hadad, who in particular Ahab has a bone to pick with and vice versa, to take back Ramoth-Gilead, which is an area that they that belongs to them. And so Jehoshaphat and Ahab, Jehoshaphat being a little bit more of a righteous king, the southern kingdom being a little bit more righteous, not perfect, but it's the line of David in the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom is going to fall soon to Assyria. It's really bad. The kings are all bad. Jehoshaphat and Ahab come to an agreement that we're going to go to war together, and that's great. But Jehoshaphat says, let's inquire the word of the Lord before we go into this battle. And Ahab says, that's fine. And so Ahab brings 400 of the prophets from the northern kingdom that he listens to. The problem is these are all false prophets. They're not prophets of the one true God because Ahab has misled and watered down and and turned people to Baal worship. And so these prophets are all corrupt. And Jehoshaphat in chapter 22, verse 7 says, well, is there another prophet of the Lord who we might inquire to? And the king of Israel, that's Ahab, said, yeah, there's one man that we could inquire to, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, but I hate him because he never prophesies good concerning me. And so you go down a little bit and they listen to the other 400 prophets and Zedekiah is kind of the leader of those prophets. And and Zedekiah, the prophet says, hey, everything's going to go fine. You guys are going to fight the Syrians. You're going to win. The Lord's going to hand over Ramoth Gilead. There'll be a triumph and it's going to be great. But then they bring Micaiah in. Micaiah initially says something similar, but then they ask, are you sure? You better be telling me the truth. And then Micaiah goes into this deal where basically he saw a vision from the Lord where a a spirit from God, a lying spirit, was put in the mouth of the prophets like Zedekiah, who Ahab was listening to. And the reason that lying spirit was put in those prophets was to entice Ahab into a battle that was going to end poorly for him. In verse 23 of chapter 22, says, Now therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these your prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. So this is not looking good for Ahab. Obviously, Ahab's a little nervous because he decides as they go into war, Jehoshaphat, the king of the southern kingdom, and he, the king of the northern kingdom, are going to go into it differently. He tells Jehoshaphat, go ahead and wear your kingly robes, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to disguise myself. 
to try to, and just in case this prophet who I think, you know, has it out for me, but just in case there's something to what he's saying, I'm going to hide and disguise myself so that I'm not targeted by the Syrians. Let's pick it up in verse 31 of chapter 22 in first Kings. Now the king of Syria, that's Ben-Hadad, had commanded his 32 captains of chariots fight with neither great nor small, but only with the king of Israel. In other words, I don't care about Jehoshaphat. I don't care about the people of Judah, even the, the northern kingdom's soldiers, but go after Ahab. And when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said, it's surely the king of Israel because he was wearing his kingly robes, right? So they turned to fight against Jehoshaphat, but Jehoshaphat cried out. And when the captains of the chariots saw that it was not Ahab, they turned back from pursuing Jehoshaphat. But check this out. A certain man drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the scale armor on the breastplate. Therefore, Ahab said to the driver of his chariot, turn around and carry me out of battle for I am wounded. And the battle continued that day and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians until at evening he died. And the blood of the wound flowed into the bottom of the chariot. Why would they give us that detail? Because in verse 37, it says the king died. He was brought to Samaria and they buried the king in Samaria and they washed the chariot by the pool of Samaria and the dogs licked up the blood. Just like the prophecy said, the dogs will lick up your blood like they licked up Naboth's blood who you killed unjustly. Ahab is the recipient of the harsh judgment of God. Two quick points from this devotion. One is God is completely sovereign. He's purposeful in everything that he does. There's no hiding from God. There's no tricking God. There's no outsmarting God. Because even though Ahab changed his clothes to disguise himself so they would not recognize him as the king, a certain man shot a random arrow in the air and it landed right in the spot that it needed to to kill him and to fulfill this prophecy from the Lord. God is completely sovereign. Number two, This one's a little bit difficult to swallow, but you and I should see ourselves in the life of Ahab. Truth is, we've sinned egregiously against God. We have disobeyed his commands over and over and over. We are stained with the sin of Adam. We are opponents to God. We are children of wrath, Paul writes. So why don't we get the same treatment that Ahab did? It's because as this story goes forward, as we find that the kings are insufficient leaders of Israel, there is a king who is sufficient, Jesus Christ, who's going to come on the scene. He's going to live a perfect life, thus meeting God's righteous requirements of the law. He's going to die a sinless death. And anybody who puts their faith and trust in him escapes the wrath of God, is clothed with Christ's righteousness, avoids judgment like what Ahab experienced and gets to spend eternity in heaven with him. I hope you are a member of God's family, a covenant son or daughter through faith in Christ. Isn't that great? What a precious gospel. Lord, thanks for, through Christ, allowing us to have our sins forgiven, to be reconciled to you so that we don't have to have an end like Ahab. If there's anybody in my hearing of my voice who doesn't know you, I pray that you'd help make that happen. Pray in Jesus' name. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries, 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.